Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Page Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight, it's a good night, man, for sure. After such a great, great win uh, midweek. But uh, we are joined by Cristian Putalias. What's well, good, everybody? Welcome back. We got another good one for you. And Rodrigo Segura. What's up, bro? What's going on? Yes, welcome back. Two nights almost in a row, I guess. But after a nice, nice game from Dynamo against LAFC, we definitely got to talk about this. Yeah, sometimes we hadn't really recorded those double, you know, when we had like two two or three games in a week, basically, it seems like. But I think it was it was due. It was for the occasion. Christian's like, should we record? I was, or actually, he was like, we should record. So we're here trying to get our thoughts on this great win that uh, the Dynamo did, man. And we'll jump right into it. Christian, man, just we, you know, we, you and me were there watching the game live. Rodrigo got to enjoy it all the way from Frisco. Or sorry, no, Rodrigo is in Dallas. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Dallas yeah. is in Frisco. Get it right, man. Get yeah. it right. I'm yeah, in the ghetto. That, yeah, Rodriguez closer to downtown. Frisco's too nice. <laughs> Just got rich white people over there. They, oh, they got man. an HEV now. So That's imagine. True. They get one HEV. You only get one. <laughs> but now they're sponsoring the team. But anyways, so right. the lineup was the same, right? We talked about this. Like, we tend to say, like, lineup that wins, lineup that repeats. And we were kind of making fun of, of that because obviously we ended up losing the game uh, against Minnesota. And the only change that was made was Barlow. So, yeah, Christian, man, just your thoughts on, on just the the lineup. Yeah, man, the the lineup. I think we were we were pretty confident. I mean, I think the last game against uh, Minnesota, right? Uh, the, the team played very not very well, but you know, well enough to maybe stay in the game a little bit better. Obviously, at the end, you know, we 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 lost the game, but. Overall, players that we saw last game played kind of bad, you know, played very well. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, uh, like Matias Vera, he he didn't show up last game and he showed up on this one. I think Goko was like, you know, like he was tremendous. You know, he usually is really good. But I think on this game, he dominated the ball a lot more. Like you saw, the, you know, the ball at his feet a lot more. And he was just on top of things. Fafa, you know, he's been going like on an upwards trajectory in a way. Uh, he's been doing better. Uh, he's still missing, you know, he, his last touch, you know, the, the the last finesse to actually put it on target or, or actually score. But, you know, he's getting there. And I guess you can say the same thing for Memo in a way. But, I mean, you know, Barlow, you know, for being 
going against LAFC, the the best team in the West, best team in the league, some would say. You know, he did a heck of a job, uh, you know, sliding tackles and, and everything in between. Uh, the only person that, you know, still is a giant question mark in, in the head, I think, of many of us is Corey Baird. Uh, you know, he was non, non-existent at times. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, uh, Nagamura, I see something in him that we are not seeing. And, you know, I guess we're just waiting for him. We even had a conversation, right, Rudy, about how, you know, back in the day or when he first started, you know, he was good. He was really good, you know, rookie of the year. You don't get that just because, you know. Right. And, and event, you know, and now he's just not there, you know. Yeah, we, we talked we, about yeah. just go players ahead. go through slums, right? They go through ups and downs. Like, just because you're 73 overall in FIFA, that doesn't mean it's the same thing, like, in real life consistently. But, Rodrigo, obviously, you know, we we – we spent a ton of time last week talking about just play the kids. And obviously we, the idea was just to slot in, slot in some of the players like Barlow in this case. But, uh, but let's just go into the first goal, right? Um, Sebastian ends up getting a, or takes a PK, but it all started with Griffin Dorsey causing some mayhem early on, uh, that ended up, you know, causing a handball, but just your thoughts on that play and, uh, how lucky are we that they finally freaking called it? Because obviously the referee didn't see it, but VAR helped us out for once. You know what? And it's not just that VAR helped us out. I think um, what's it called? the commissioner was <laughs> in the stands, you know, and I feel like they had to, like, if we're going to go to VAR, if, ever, if the whole stadium is in like an uproar, you know, screaming at the ref, I, I feel that we're kind of forced, like, hey, let's just go and let's just kind of like, call the make the right call i if i were to call that and you know i watched obviously the replays at home as it was going on i know you guys really don't get that much in the in the stadium but i saw it and i'm like okay it does kind of hit the hand it's the opposite side where he was kind of coming from so it was kind of turning as he was going yes if it hasn't wasn't there it was gonna go like a shot on goal but at the same time it was so close to the 18 box line, you know, so you could have really called a free kick. So it was just like, I don't know, there's a lot of things involved. So yeah, for us to get a penalty out of that, I mean, yeah, we got really lucky, I would say. Big time because (laughs) that came, but when it, when it happened and we do get a little bit of the replays being in the media booth, but I told uh, Christian, I'm like, I think it was outside the box. Like, just from the angle, first instance, it looked like he was outside the box. Uh, But my big thing, too, was that we discussed watching the game was like, well, if they gave that that penalty against Memo that his whole body was around, like the hand was underneath and the ball kind of went through him. You know, he wasn't even looking at the ball. He wasn't making a play for it. But they called it a PK. Uh, My opinion was like you cannot like you can't just act like it didn't happen that's why i mean for it to be that obvious that it hit the end you know like you said there's a lot of factors in between and stuff but um it was great to get that pk but also great uh to see sebastian get that ball right because you guys remember like when sebastian had him scored and fafa like uh took that ball away from him you know claiming it's like well i'm the pk taker here so that's just great to see that, you know, it's like, dude, I'm, I've scored like, you know, 
eight, nine goals now. You give me that damn ball. Like, it's mine. And and it's good to be able to, for him to claim it. It just gets that that extra kick and motivation, uh, you know, for uh, through number nine that we talk about. And I have more topics that we'll go into, but I do want to kind of start in the sense of, Christian, you mentioned the fact that, you know, we, we've seen this team. The, if we really look into it, the, this team played exactly like we've seen in the past, but mm-hmm. with the result actually coming our way. Uh, and I I thought they were going to lose. I thought it was going to be a close game. I was going to lose. Christian, you thought the same thing. Rodrigo, actually, I'll give full disclosure here. He took forever to give his prediction. It was still before <laughs> the game started. And he said his prediction was 2-0. He thought that they were going to uh, – that the Dynamo were actually going to – you know, shock LAFC, which at the end of the day, they did. We won't give it to him still because he took forever and the graphic was up. But <laughs> but there's always like that reasoning. Like we knew it was going to be probably a close game more than more than anything. That's why I thought it was funny that our boss man, Dustin, said 4-0. I was like, that, yeah. I don't know if that was going to happen. But we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going because now my point was going to be Clark, right? So throughout the game, you know, it wasn't very long after um, with the Chicho. Chicho Arango was the one that ended up scoring the goal for them. Uh, you know, we didn't even get to enjoy it for like, what, five minutes or so. Uh, but Steve Clark, man, amazing. You know, so in Mexico, when a goalie does well, everything's the same. I don't know if Argentina is the same. But when Osvaldo Sanchez was, the, you know, um, uh, yeah, Osvaldo Sanchez, Memo Ochoa, like there's always like Santo, Santo Ochoa, Santo... San- What's his name? Osvaldo, San Osvaldo. Like, there's always, like, you're a santo. So, he, I mean, we have to, like, you know, sentinize this kid and be, like, Saint Steve, you know? Like, <laughs> sanctification one-on-one. But, man, just Rodrigo, you being a goalkeeper, man, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of luck, right? I feel there's a bunch of that. But just your thoughts, man, on 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 Cox's performance. Yeah, I mean, overall, he's just been the number one guy especially with our defense our team not finding I guess the the right chemistry and we end up on the back foot and then just trying to defend the whole game but man he's been amazing left and right literally you know um saving everything and it's it's just kind of funny though because like I feel like there's been a handful of games where we score and not even five minutes later we get scored on like, I feel like it's just like a little pattern, but I mean, after that, we just, you know, he literally held it down for everyone um, with those amazing saves. I think he had, what, eight saves overall or nine, yeah, I think eight saves, um, which some of them were just like point blank. And somehow he got, you know, he was, his positioning like always has been excellent. So he's always there at the, you know, the right spot. Doesn't really have to do that many acrobatic dives or saves. Uh, the distribution, you know, I think that that was the key thing that we kind of obviously saw from him that will give this team a boost. They played out of the back, I would say, decently well this time. They were they had some questionable moments as well, like um, with the Minnesota game. But yeah, I mean, that's the style. Just make sure you find somebody and kind of distribute from the back. But man, this guy has been pretty pretty good. I know he's older. I know we're trying to move away from him not that soon but it's going to come um we're going to find somebody to replace him but so far you know he's been keeping us alive and hopefully he can mentor 
you know, Nelson or somebody else um, that will come in, like maybe um, Valdez. Yeah, no, I think uh, it, it was pretty incredible. And you, you you hit on the distribution because we knew that that was like a big thing for him, you know, like uh, like what it was going to improve the team, as you mentioned, compared to like what we had in the past. You know, Mark Marriage was awful when it came to distributing that ball, uh, you know, yes that's the word we don't want to build on too much on the past but christian you know obviously we did spend some time though last week even you know mentioning how some of those goals right it was a little bit off of giving a ball to to a parker that wasn't ready or um you know it was just putting putting uh the other players in bad positions and we didn't see that today or this past game often even though we did see a beta drop all the way back still uh, to try to get the ball, but just an outstanding play by him. But another guy that I want Christian to talk about, it's uh, our friend. You know, he probably, we invite him to the show, he'll probably say no, but Tim Parker, right? So we all season, we we have just been calling it how it was. You know, it was, he was underperforming. He's obviously, he would look like he was getting overpaid. He did a one one good you know clearance what a couple about two months ago and we're like well that right there you know basically is the paycheck but man he was he did really good obviously we have like a massive same thing right uh uh, clark was beat bell was about to score and he has that reads the uh the play well enough to sliding and get that to that ball man but just your thoughts christian man on on tim park Tim Parker and how he's looked like the Tim Parker that maybe we, you know, we felt we had when we brought him in uh, originally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, we, we've been critical of Tim Parker since the beginning. Uh, And and I think we are, we're not, you know, we're not trying to be assholes, but you know, we're just trying to call it as we see it in in a way. Right. And, and I, I don't know if he would agree or not, but uh, you know, he he has been under underperforming in the past. I mean, if because if he was performing, you know, up to standards, he wouldn't have sat out. You know, some games that he did sit out. You know, it's it's one of those things that we always talk about how you know center backs are usually you know kind of set on stone uh, when it comes to those positions. Like, there's always the same two guys. You know, maybe if you have a rotation, it's due to injuries or because you're playing two cups or whatever it may be the situation that, you know, you need more of a rotation. But when you have just like a regular league that you play, you know, every every week or you have a midweek game, you know, here and there, that's that's when you see a possible rotation of, of center backs or, or other people that, you know, are for sure starters or starting 11. And when it came to Tim Parker, I think it had to do a lot with with performance. But I mean, this last two games against Minnesota and against LAFC, he has he has showed you know he showed up you know he's been he's been do he's been doing the duty of of the captain as he you know as he is he was the armband and, and not only the captain but you know he's been not and and a lot of people you know they go straight to to the saves which obviously are you know vital to to keep a team alive to to survive you know when when it comes to situations like this where where you only win by a super small uh, margin, you know, by one goal. And, you know, these saves literally count as goals in, in a way, you know, on, on the other side. But he was very good defensively. Like, 
in, in the game overall. Him and Bartlow, I mean, honestly, Bartlow for being, you know, quote unquote, a young guy and and coming in, you know, with fresh legs or, or, or you know, or green, como se le dice, you know, que viene verde, así, and inexperienced. He he did well, you know, going against you know tough opponents, even Minnesota. You know, they're known for for Reynoso, and I don't think Reynoso re really did show up unless it was that free kick, you know. And I think that's where they they got more confident. But I think they had Minnesota kind of in a lockdown too. And and this LAFC, even though you know they kept pushing and pushing, I mean they were defending every cross, they were defending every push through the middle. You you saw the hustle, you saw you know the the wanting to win, you know, like finally trying to break this damn streak of six six losses. And I think defensively, I mean, even Nagamura said, you know, collectively they they worked very well as a, as a unit defensively, and and it and it really showed, you know, and and that's one of the things that you have to give props to this team because, you know, um, they sometimes they lose games because. It's like very stupid mistakes, but overall defensively, they they are they're they're okay. You know they're they're not terrible, but you know it's just concentration or mistakes here and there that that you know just give you ultimately the loss. But these past two games, honestly, Tim Parker has been has been great. That's I dije todo, but I said que Tim Parker has been great this past hey. game, and hopefully he continues to you know to keep going that route for sure because you know. He he does have that contract, you know. He is getting paid, and so you, you know you gotta put your put your work where where you know where your paycheck is coming from. If that's sure. a thing, you know. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, you know, you obviously touched about about you know the work rate, and that was one of my points as well. That you know the whole team just out hustled LAFC. You know, we know we're not the most talented. You know, the most talented team there was LAFC by far. Yeah. And we it, it could have easily been like five two or five one, yeah. You know sure. from all those, uh, you know, incredible saves done. But that's the thing; you just have to keep, you know, grinding the entire game, and and no one else grinds more, in my opinion, than Griffin Dorsey. Man, I mean, like I mentioned, right? We said the the first goal was basically built up by Griffin Dorsey, ends up like winning a PK, and then he scores this amazing goal you know with his left foot and yeah. that was his, and that was his second run because he only he yeah he, like he did like that. a little self-pass right he tried to yeah. like, uh, uh get sebastian to be post and like no one went for the ball and he was right in front trying to ship it over uh the uh, canadian goalkeeper and he didn't they didn't get enough on it man yeah. but rodrigo just your thoughts man on how how good or you know, the work rate that we know Griffin Dorsey provides, right? I think something he may look like a chicken without a head, and we don't know if he, you know, <laughs> defends well or he attacks, but because, you know, obviously he's a natural-born attacker, uh, kind of put in the role of a running back or a right back. Uh, running back, good job. I was thinking running and then back. Yeah, anyways. But <laughs> but he he's always out there, man, like giving his all. But just, yeah, what else do you want to add on, on Griffin Dorsey, man? Yeah, this season, you know, Nagamura changed his position. We kind of all noticed that, like, hey, he's going to play right back more than what he was used to being a right wing. Uh, I feel like early on, not just that we judged him, but I feel like, I mean, even if we judged him, we judged him accurately where he was kind of out of place. Like, he didn't know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. I feel as the season has gone on, 
he kind of starts to understand more his role. And I feel like as a team, even as game, Minnesota game, um, the last few games, I feel like everybody's starting to understand exactly how to cover on defense. Um, since Nagamura style always kind of attacked through the wing, through the uh, wing backs. And, you know, Dorsey does that. I mean, he steps up a lot. Now, I don't know if you guys noticed, but either somebody drops back to kind of cover for him. It's just, you know, I think I saw Vera dropping back a little bit more and also, you know, shifting the line. So Adam um, wouldn't go up as far as much if Dorsey was going up. And same thing with, um, you know, vice versa, whatever. Which is, is great to know that they're actually like finally starting to maybe play the Nagamura style and starting to understand it. I'm not sure, you know, how hard at this level it is to adjust to something like that or to start implementing something, I guess, if you're so used to different systems. But Dorsey has just looked, you know, great. I mean, he hustles back on defense, even though that's not his, I feel like it's still not his forte, of course. You know, he still struggles to try to position himself defensively. But attacking, I mean, he just gives you a, you know, I kind of hate to say it, but Bear not doing his job kind of makes him fit in more. You know, it kind of pushes him out of the game. Um, and that also kind of raises a question like, Bear's probably going to go soon or we're going to have to find somebody else. Or, you know, it, something's going to change on that. Obviously, Seca came in and we thought he was going to be the right back for a while. And, you know, Dorsey, maybe that pushed him, pushed him to fight back for a starting role. And we've seen him here. Seca hasn't looked too great at times. But both players and, you know, Dorsey being the younger one, um, they both look good. But Dorsey, obviously, he he showed up in this game against LAFC. And with what a goal, you know. I mean, it could could have been nice if we would have gotten a little chip, but we take it. For sure, he definitely would have. If he would have gotten that ship, oof, that, the stadium. Relax. That's another thing that we haven't talked about, right? The stadium was full. Uh, yeah. When we got there, it looked kind of empty-ish. And by half, actually after halftime, like after the second half started, I mean this stadium was was completely full. Um, Quinones, we f- keep seeing Quinones. You know, Nelson Quinones came in uh, last week. Uh, you could definitely tell that he wasn't, you know, fitting in all that great. I mean, that second goal, you know, you can blame whoever you want to blame, but there was miscommunication between him and Lundy, uh, guy wide open, uh, you know, scores the goal. One thing that we noticed being on that side of the field at the end of the, um, or on the second, yeah, towards the end of the match, I kept telling Christian, look at, look at Quinones. He's literally commanding Lundy. Like, he was the one, you know, you would see, you know, L- Lundy's our captain. And it got to the point that you would see Quinones tell Lundy, like, when, what to do, it, which was kind of funny. You know, this young kid comes in and right away takes that responsibility. He probably obviously, you know, saw it on the video how the mishap happened and, and that's how they were able to score that second goal uh, last week. So, it was good to see, and then obviously he had plenty of time that we saw how explosive he is and what we really needed. So, Christian, just add on Quinones, man. I mean, I think slowly but surely he's going to be the replacement for Dorsey in a way. Um, he, I, well, he, he came in on the on the opposite side of Dorsey because Dorsey plays on the right. But uh, I think we might, you know, see a shift, you know, maybe play Fafa on the right and Quinones on the left 
I, you, you meant Baird. I know what you meant. You said Dorsey, oh, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm <laughs> thinking about Dorsey because, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Dorsey was the only one playing on the right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I mean, I think he, he looked he looked better. Like, how can I say this? He looked more experienced than Thiago did. Big I time. think Thiago came yeah. in and he seemed, I don't know, not scared, but, you know, just very, like, shy in a way. It's like, bro, you know, you know, like this is a professional soccer game, and you know, you're supposed to be explosive, you know, como atrevido. Yeah. And I think Quinones had that in him, like, you know, he does. He was, you know, going in and and trying to attack. Obviously, physically, we saw a couple of times getting, you know, getting shoved and getting thrown out to the side because he's, a, you know, he's still kind of small physically. Yeah. But I think, you know, if you give him a, a, a full year. You know, training in the United States. I mean, the U.S. Has always has been known for being physical when it comes to to soccer. So, I think in in a year with you know his explosiveness, and I know. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I was gonna say it was his face. Rodrigo <laughs> was talking about you know how he saw some explosiveness, and I and I want him to talk about it here in a second. But uh, you know he had that in him that that kind of gives him the edge over you know that's what you want from a winger, a guy that is willing to take on guys, a guy that is willing to push forward and not look back, you know, a guy that is not afraid to go one on one with a defender, no matter how big or small they are, you know, and, and he seems to have speed, so. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to him. I, I honestly, in the in the in the last game against Minnesota, I wasn't able to catch him, you know, very well. Uh, but obviously, you know, kind of gives you a leaves you a sour taste in your mouth because you know, obviously, the mistake came from him and Lundy. But yeah, like you mentioned, they had better communication this time around. Uh, you can tell they worked on it. You know, however, you know, it happened to work, but you know, it's been working, so that's all that matters, right? But yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the kid. Honestly, I think he might. He might be. You know, something that we can turn into something. You know, good. But Rodrigo, if you want to go ahead and keep that going, that thought. Yeah, no, Quinones, and like we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, I feel like this has. I mean, maybe talking soon, but it, it's been a great signing so far. I, I've seen like Christian mentioned. I was talking about um. He has a really good change of pace when it comes to dribbling and, you know, attacking, going for whatever. And that's something that you can say, like, Fafa, you think he has it, but I feel like Fafa just has speed, you know, and, and that's about it. But Quinones seems like he has speed, but more than anything, it's just that quick change of pace, which any defender, you, you'll you be just because, you know, you're going one way, you have, already have him going, and then you just leave him behind um, by switching directions or just – Technical wise, I mean, he seems like he has a good touch, knows when to drop the ball back when he's not, you know, it's kind of pointless to just keep going forward, trying to lose it. I feel like this kid is really going to be something special uh, moving forward. Hopefully, you know, we can keep keep him um, and give him some better pieces to kind of work with. 
him and you know obviously Sebas. Uh, hopefully they build a good relationship. We have Quintero as his mentor right now, and hopefully that kind of makes some view things a little bit different. And probably that, that's why the the hunger comes out, you know, of this kid rather than Thiago that came in a little bit more, like Chris mentioned, yes, yeah, scared, shy to do anything. But I feel Quinones, maybe because of all the negativity being around the team, it's kind of like, hey, I'm here to prove myself and trying to change something. And so far, I mean, he was not scared to go against this giant of a team, per se, LAFC. And he was just going at them and, you know, caused a couple, um, you know, I guess panic defending from um, LAFC that they had to kind of go to Adam and try to cause a tackle or something. But, but overall, he looks good. And then one, one thing I just kind of wanted to mention, apart from him, but and we, I know we talked about him already. Sebas with, you know, commanding, taking the penalty, going to 10 goals now. And it's kind of um, not amazing, but surprising that he has 10 goals. Mm-hmm. And we have really no one to give him a good ball, you know, like a good passing to him. So, you know. And that's his first find- PK, you know, unlike right. like Fafa right. last year had 10 goals, but like half of them were PKs or something like Right. And I mean... You know, it just kind of shows that if we do get that good midfielder, I know we have Herrera, but somebody else that can play well, give key passes to him and Quinones, I feel like we're we're going to be in good shape uh, for next season to at least start to build a better team than what we have now. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned the midfield, right? You know, a lot of people saw it as like, whoa, look, you don't have HH, you don't have a Davy, you know, Quintero didn't get to play. Like, we should move away from those players. And in my head, the team has been playing literally the same way that they played against LAFC for, you know, the whole season. It just hadn't, you know, gotten that breakthrough. And we talked about this, you know, every week. But the one thing that I noticed watching the game was Coco is a fantastic player, but Achiachi still has a better vision than he does. Because there was a few balls that, or a few plays that Quinones was wide open on the flank and Coco was too late to see it. Or, yeah, it was that. It was something that was too late to see it. And I feel that, you know, when Ache Ache gets back into the team and gets, you know, more minutes with this kid, with Quinones, we may see that the, um, that being exploited more as well. So, you know, seeing that this kid has flair, he, uh, he's not scared to uh, attack defenders it's something that they can definitely improve on now I'm talking about you know Darwin Quintero you mentioned it last week you know this is you know maybe Nagamura trying to work out the team without him right because he may not be in the plants anymore and, and it's understandable you know we know how talented Quintero is but there's it's an expiration date for soccer players and you know he's closer to that than somebody you want to try to rebuild a team with. You guys, uh, so yes. there you go. I'm going to jump into oh, my yeah, next yeah. No, you want to yeah, say something? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, just because I think if, like, for example, my ideal three in the midfield would be Coco, Vera, Achache. You know, and then you have, yes. you know, Vera is always going to be your, your deeper guy, you know, sitting back. Well, you before know, uh, you go too far in, I mean, Beta, right? It's another one that yes. we've, he's starting Dude. to create doubts in us. You know, he, 
He hadn't been playing well. And and, and us being the fan base, right? Like yeah, you see yeah. him, but we were, you know, shocked of how good he was playing. He was winning a bunch of like uh what's it called? Battles uh yeah. in the midfield, especially early on, which gave us that opportunity to not get pushed around, you know, even at home. Because, you know, first ten minutes before the penalty happened, we were just getting like pushed to that side. We were laughing how we, you know, when you're in the booth, like in the one side of the field, it was empty, right? There was nobody there. We were trying to see the other side of the field, basically. And uh, we actually kept making fun of Manny because Manny wanted to move the hell out of the way. <laughs> and 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 when you look at, you know, the the map of the, uh, the, the MLS post about, you know, the the passing chart and you look at LAFC, literally their whole thing is in between the, the, like in between the boxes, like they don't go out outside. So how, like how important it was for us to have, you know, a really good group of, of midfielders, you know, to, to kind of contain, because I mean, you have Carlos, the only one that comes to mind is Carlos Vela, but like, even with just him alone, like, he is enough to like destroy your whole team if he wanted to, you know, but, but having, you know, Matias Vera there and, and not only having him as a body, but, you know, actually having a great game. And like you said, you know, fighting battles and, you know, fighting with, you know, Vela and Arango and like Cifuentes and all, and all these guys yeah. that are, you know, Acosta, you know, you even mentioned Acosta, you know, a guy that is possibly uh, going play. to the world cup. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, we have, you know, little old Dynamo here, you know, giving them a hard, a hard battle, you know, like it, it is a tough, you know, it should have been, it should have been a lot easier for, for LAFC, you know, given the circumstances. But I think this game kind of proved everybody that, you know, the Dynamo is not that we are missing pieces for sure, but like the heart is there, you know, like we, yeah. we, we have players that, that have, you know, some talent that whenever they're they're put together with a with a great group, I think we could do great things. You know, it's just a matter of time and a matter of kind of you know, you know, waiting waiting it out to to you know next uh, next to the window. You know, where, where we can actually make moves. Yeah, and just to kind of move towards the finish line of this yeah. uh, episode, but I was gonna say, obviously, we got to see a little bit of Avila come in. You know, in the ninetieth, they they decided to give eight minutes. Um, but yeah. we saw Seren come in and get two yellow cards, right? That second one, though, the one that ended up being the red card, I told Christian, I'm like, bro, like, they were about to counter us. That was going to be a goal. And I was like, he sacrificed himself for the greater good. Now can we just hold on for, you know, the, the next five minutes? Luckily, we did. But my my point that I'm going to go into is just, you know, obviously, like, Coach Nagamura, right? There's been this massive topic. Aside from us, and I think this is where, you know, most of us in Dynamo, actually, I think most of us in Dynamo Theory in general, uh, come back to like, you know, he needs time. You can see something there, you know, and obviously this game gives you that that glimpse of what it could be, right? Especially when he has all his pieces and, and so forth. But I was going to say, you know, how good did this team look? For somebody that lost a locker room, you know, a couple months ago, so, and if you jump in, my friend. No, no, I mean, um, 
What did you say? I mean, because you, you know, you and Dustin were talking about how, how close that, you know, these games, like the Dynamo, if you look back at their, at their record, like the games that, you know, there was only one game that they were killed and destroyed, which was the Philadelphia one. Right. Right. And, and obviously so, you know, Philadelphia is probably, yeah, because MLS contenders, you know, even going back, when I look back, it was out of the games that they had lost. Basically, 75% of them, they had only lost by one goal. And the stats are, like, dead on, you know, like, possession-wise, passing, shooting. And obviously, we did lose even against uh, Real Salt Lake was one that we lost 3-0 way back when. But if you look again to the stats, it was exactly the same thing. It was just they actually finished the one shot, like, the opportunity that they had. The only game that we saw that they completely got outplayed was against Philadelphia and Philadelphia is in a whole different new like level because they've it's not the first, we aren't the only ones that they scored six goals on us, you know. Over there, you know, DC two games, 13 goals, ridiculous. You know, so it, it's just people need to understand that it's just giving time. Like I I've always said this before. I'm I'm with the team no matter what, especially us, you know, yes, we follow the team, yes, we cover the team, you know, we'll get the opportunity to um you know, be a part of that side of it. But we are fans at the end of the day. And we kind of see the, as a fan, I don't want to keep starting over and over and over again, because eventually, uh, you know, nothing good happens out of it. But towards the end, we're almost here, man. I think we, we stay with, it's going to be a short episode. I think we're kind of going through. Um, but lastly, right, there's a game on Sunday. Uh, they're going to be playing against Seattle. I believe they haven't, ever won in Seattle. Um, So, you know, Seattle is also another team that is trying to get into the playoffs. They're in top of us, but, you know, a couple, a couple points. Um, They're not looking great. Could this be the opportunity that, or the, yeah, could, could the Dynamo maybe pull off a win? What do you guys think? Maybe, you know, just a quick glimpse of what you guys think and maybe a prediction. Uh, And we'll hold you accountable for this one, Rodrigo. So make sure, you throw in your prediction because if the Dynamo end up winning 5-0 and you said 5-0, it, it didn't count, bro. <laughs> it's not like we get bonus points, but I, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do it. If you predict the score correctly, you get like one extra point. Um, But yeah, no, I don't think that was fair. I, I feel like you should have. You usually ask in two groups. So you do the <laughs> regular group chat and then you ask. No, when no. we don't respond, you ask there, dude. I'm busy at work. Usually. I do. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like weekday. how you you were like, "Hey, can can I get the uh, uh conference email or the link?" And I was like, "I completely forgot that you don't get them." My bad, dude. So from now on, <laughs> yeah. when I get them, you get them. That way, you it get. Never got it never got me on that list, but um, not for the, for this game. I feel like if Herrera's back, if the team is in this high morale, high spirit, overall, like like we've mentioned, you know, that this team, yes, we've lost more games than we would want to but it's always been 50 50 kind of like the whole well kind of like last year with you know tab that we had a lot of draws and a lot of losses but it could have gone either way it could have gone either way right basically yeah and i feel like right now we're the same you know the same scenario uh per se but the way the team's playing i you know, I would say if they go in this mo- with this momentum, they can definitely find a win um, in Seattle. And 
who knows maybe it'll change the whole dynamic for the rest of the season and we can only hope that we can win all games and maybe just see what we can do in the playoffs (laughs) wouldn't that be great that's a long shot Christian hasn't been to playoff and it's been a a long time granted could you imagine though yeah could you imagine if like we went to the playoffs being the shittiest team to make it and then win it all (laughs) people like in Austin will lose their mind (laughs) or Dallas that'd be fantastic what about you Christian uh, what what are you gonna dream I, I'm kind of on the same boat as Rodrigo. I think the this game, uh, I'm hoping it sparked something. Wait, you know? did Rodrigo give up? Did you say the scoreline? Say, look, this is where it gets it. If you want a scoreline, <laughs> I would say at least 1-0. So at Dynamo win 1-0. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, that's fine. All right, Christian, my bad. <laughs> he said at least 1-0. Well, no shit. <laughs> well, yeah. it, well, if Herrera is there, then it could be 2-0. <laughs> All right. Well, but you have 1-0. 1-0 it is. Uh, no, it was, yeah, same boat. You know, like, I think uh, the Dynamo, with this with this game, hopefully it, it's been like a giant bump, you know, going, going into Seattle. Seattle's not doing that great either. Uh, but I mean, they're still Seattle, so you, you cannot just go into Seattle and be like, "Oh, you guys are playing, you know, not great." Here, here we are, you know, the Dynamo. We just beat LA, so we don't have to like act like we're going over there, you know, like we just beat the best team in the in the West. Just it was just another team. Let's just keep going, keep the momentum, keep pushing. Nothing has been lost yet, and just kind of go over there. We, you know, it, you know, with a win-win mentality, like. If we win, good. If we don't, then we'll keep pushing. And but obviously, try to go for the win, right? Um, but I'm, I don't know. I think I think they're gonna pull the win. Two one. That's my prediction. Two one Dynamo. Two one yeah. Dynamo. Yeah. yeah. Man, y'all are straight up looking for history there for sure, huh? But I I think I mean I I think it was a great win. And one of the funniest things, you know, in the press conference uh, was when they asked uh, Steve Clark. And I was trying to look for that actual that question, basically, about just winning. A, oh, I found it. So they asked him basically, like, how I felt to beat LAFC. And his his answer was probably one of the best because, you know, it was like, I'll, I'll read it from what is written, I guess. But he answered, it's not about LAFC. It's about us getting three points. It could have been any team in the league. Come in here. We don't care. You know, it's just about us accumulating points and working to compete to get those results. That's what it's about. The way he said it, man, his intensity, he was just pissed off that people kept asking him, like, y'all be, you know, David against Goliath type of thing. He's like, dude, we don't care. Like, we've been trying to do this. It just hadn't happened for us, you know. We would have been happy if we would have been Vancouver, or in Vancouver, you know, that obviously that was a bad ending. Minnesota, like all those matches that have been so close. He was just angry. And that bad passion, at the end of the day, it is you You did beat the first team, right? One of the best teams yeah. in the league. So that should give you a massive uh, bump. With that being said, could they beat, uh, you know, Seattle for once, you know, for the first time ever? They could. They could. I mean, is there. I talked about the fact that, they uh played in Orlando again too. They lost in Orlando. So they it's not like they have to travel as well as much as we do back home 
Um, and after a loss, it's I think it's a little bit better that it's more equal because usually we tend to play them after, you know, they played another couple games at home or, you know, they played against San Francisco or, I mean, yeah, San Jose and San Francisco that is right there, you know, like, so could it happen? Yes, but I'm going to stay realistic and I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. So I'm going to go with a one, one, one draw for this match. I'm hoping that we just get points period, man. I mean, like this, this match, I'm, even though we all believe that it was a, going to be a loss I said for Rodrigo we'll give you that Rodrigo but uh what's it called the Ghost. it was uh, it's one of those that you you are okay being wrong you know but Christian without further ado man you can you tell the people how they can connect with us um yeah you can find those at Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter you can just go to the website dynamotheory.com you can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01 Rudy Segura 3 and me at Chris Putalias on, you know, on the social medias. Uh, but don't forget, you know, dynamotheory.com. That's where we have all the articles, all the cool stuff. And yeah, man, we're, we're you know, we're just trying to keep up with everybody, trying to give you the best dynamo coverage, the coverage, coverage, mm-hmm. the best dash coverage, coverage. <laughs> and uh, dynamo like does, you know, we try to keep, uh, right. we're trying to carabage everybody, you know. <laughs> And then hopefully if we win, we'll take everybody to Carabas. There you go. Keep it in there. Rodrigo, man, close us out. All right, guys. Again, Dynamo Houston fans. Since Rudy wants me to say Houston, I just Dynamo because we cover those, that, and everything else. Um, Thank you for listening, guys. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. Go. Something beeped. <laughs> That's perfect. My, That's like, my microwave going off. <laughs>